you're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, lovers, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am very excited to introduce today's guest to us, Renee Rice. She has is the author of Finding Your Voice, Unlock Your Chains, and Unleash Your Greatness. And she is also, she's been a corporate America trainer, a coach in corporate America, but she's also cultivated and inspired individuals and teams for decades. And so she's such a beautiful human being. I met Renee two years ago at the Global Unity Conference, the City Gala, and we met and had this beautiful exchange where we just connected right away and something, a message came through that really seemed to have come through from a friend of hers who'd passed away and we really connected over that and it was, it was so profound and, and she told me with this look of such determination that she was going to write a book and then the very next year she showed up with that book <laughs> and we are here to talk about that today. So I am so excited to introduce to you Renee Wright. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I'm honored to be on your show. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. And so tell us, man, you have a, well, well, man, <laughs> you have a beautiful story. <laughs> tell us, uh, let's start with the book. Talk about finding your voice. Well, I, you know, in the back of it, I, I speak about the fact that it is a labor of love. And, you know, it came from a time in my life in 2013 where I was working corporate America and I had this illness called viral pharyngitis. And people might think laryngitis where you lose your voice. No, it was pharyngitis where I had sores all over my vocal cords. And it started with one sore that broke out into many. And uh, it just held me a prisoner in my own home, in my own body and within my own soul. And I literally was unable to be with the public for about three and a half months. And it wasn't just not being able to be with the public for that length of time. It was, you know, not being able to swallow, not being able to eat. It was a lot of angst, a mental, physical, emotional, because Abby, as you know me, I'm a very much a connector and a people person. And the thing is, those were the things that I felt were taken away from me at the time. And when you realize after the fact, hindsight is always 2020, things aren't, you know, didn't ha- they don't happen to you, they happen for you. And they're not taken away from you, they're taken away for you. And again, at the time I was like, holy crap, what the hell is going on? And quite frankly, when I write about this in the book, I thought I was being punished because mm-hmm. the pain was so intense and so severe 
it's like, how could this happen? And why is this happening? And what did I do so wrong in life to deserve this kind of a punishment where you can't eat, you can't swallow your own saliva, you can't even be with your mother or father or your best friend. You are literally locked away like a prisoner. What did I do so wrong? And it wasn't that I was being punished. It was to take me out of life to come back in stronger to life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I love what you're saying because I'm sure that everyone can relate on some level of feeling, you know, trapped, feeling not just trapped, but like they can't go out, they can't control what's being done and things are being forced upon them. And, you know, whether it be illness, whether it be current events and tragedy, it doesn't matter, you know, how we end up feeling so contained. But the fact that we don't feel at choice about life really starts to shift. And you said it affected not just your physical health, but your mental and emotional well-being, your spirituality. So how did that go? Like, where did it take you? You know, I'm still in the beginning of that. Where did it take you? So it actually took me down that dark rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. It took me into a deep depression. I was just, you know, from loving life and loving, you know, being able to be with people and and loving what I I was doing to help people, I could no longer do anything. So I was just literally in that dark, dark space. And when you're there and you're alone, it's not like I could have, you know, go out and and start being with people that I was locked away. So I had to find a way out. And I'm going to tell you, it really was by the grace of God and my best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's what say, how did you get through it? How do you, how did you manage many dark, many, many dark days and nights? Uh, you know, it was the pain, like I was talking about was, was the intensity was so great that I literally wake up in the middle of the night crying mm-hmm. because I must have swallowed and felt that pain or I would, yeah. you know, just, just, you know, it was, the reason I bring that up isn't to, to make people necessarily feel that, but to understand that no matter what kind of pain you're going through, whether it's, you know, what I had, like I said, viral pharyngitis, or if it's some sort of emotional or physical pain, mm-hmm. don't give up is my biggest message today. Don't ever give mm-hmm. up. The biggest person not to give up on is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's when there is no more hope. When you give up, you give up on yourself, you give up on life. And mm-hmm. we were born into this life for a reason. And we don't always know it at the time. I thought mine was going to be in retail. I was doing it for 25 years. That was all yeah. I knew. A quarter yeah. of a century of my life, I devoted to one company. And I, yeah. and I wore many different hats in that company. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's where I was going to stay until... You know, until I don't know what. I didn't think there was an until. I just yeah. thought that was it. And yeah. even when I was taken out by the illness in 2013, I still didn't really understand. One of the chapters in my book I, I write is called Old Habits Die Hard. And I hope you <laughs> listeners read this book. It's a very short read, very powerful read. It's about 83 pages. And it really is Old Habits Dying Hard. I made so many promises to myself, to God, to my best friend that I wouldn't do what I was doing, which was running through life. Uh, she used to tell me, slow down, Renee, slow down. I'm like, no, no, I have to, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to, need to, need to. 
what I needed to do most was take care of Renee. Yes. What I did last was take care of me until yeah. I was forced to slow down because I was taken out. Hmm. And when I was put back <laughs> in, right? When I was put back in, the old habit. Uh, I got I want to. I want to speak to that for a second because the. You know, the, I always like to say the universe will give you like a, a tap on the shoulder, like like you said, Renee, slow down. But then it'll give you like a little bit of a jolt, like hey, Renee, slow down, like maybe like a slap in the cheek or something. But then it's more like a roundhouse kick, like no, sit down, listen and sit down, like right, like and not in a. You're right about not in a punishment way, in a reality check way, in a check back into this planet way because we we do this like white lightning speed movement and we're missing life and then we're I don't you want to use the word even ungrateful but we're just missing it right we may feel like something's gone or we're not it's not there and and what is life but then you sit down <laughs> and you think about it keep going I didn't mean to interrupt but I'm no. so present to what you're saying no I absolutely no apology because I totally agree with what you said and it was just running through life and I never listened to, you know, your best friend is your best friend uh, just because we're giving it a title. It's because she's there to, to, to love you and support you. And she did. And she saw by observing what I was doing that I was running through it. And it was a God smack to say, shut the heck up because you got to slow down. And I had to really shut the heck up because I didn't have a choice. There was literally no voice. It was not a laryngitis kind of thing where you have a little squeak coming out. Yeah. Doctors didn't know if I would ever speak again. Yeah. For my three doctor, and a my, half months, you said, right? It was three and a half months. My doctor kept leaving me voice messages. And I write in the book, obviously, I could never pick up the phone because there was no voice to speak, um, to answer a phone. But there were always voicemails sending me to get more blood work done. And I had about 19 vials of blood drawn in three and a half months, yeah. trying to figure out what does she have. And of course, once you know, you could start treating it, but there was nothing to treat. She couldn't, there was, not that she couldn't figure it out. There was, it was a virus, but she kept wanting to, of course, help me. She sees this, mm -hmm. you know, her patient, who I'd been going to her for years, but nothing was helping. I couldn't take this yeah. magic bullet pill or drink this or do this or do that. It was literally getting quiet. Yeah. And I wasn't spiritual at the time, so I really didn't, I didn't know. I really thought it was a, a, a punishment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just a way for me. It was a reality check, like you said. And, I, and my best friend, God bless her, I know she's still with me. And my dad, you know, they're helping me from um, the next realm. And they're watching over me and my family. And I just know that, when God brings you to it and through it, there is a reason. And I say that all the time because you don't know at the time. And I didn't even question, like, what's the reason? I wasn't questioning anything. I just didn't know what happened. You know, like, you don't know what hit you. Yeah. Yeah. And because the pain was so intense, not like I could, you know, catch up on this or watch this. I literally couldn't wait for the next the day to go by because I wanted to start getting better so much. But nothing, nothing got better. Like day one, day two. When you get a little sick, you have a cold, you start feeling better after maybe a couple of days or a week, but this is like two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, three months, and nothing got an iota better. And I was like, wow. And I'll never forget that trip to the specialist. My doctor sent me to a specialist. We wanted to find out if there was permanent damage on my vocal cords because nothing was healing. Nothing was getting better. And I just said, it wasn't healing because it was, there's nothing to give me. It was, there was something. Yeah. 
the doctors didn't give it to me, but God did. It was a gift of time. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be quiet and to be present and just be. Mm-hmm. Stop doing and just be. Yeah. And I yeah. never did until I was forced to. And when the doctors thought that they not thought, but when they saw that it wasn't permanent damage, then we started on the path to how we can heal her and what we can do. And it was a matter of doing um, vocal exercises. They put me in touch with a, um, when I was, when I was that after about three and a half months, um, when I started healing, they sent me to a vocal therapist and I had to literally look in the mirror. And I I write that in the book too, talking about looking in the mirror is what I actually said, because I had to take a hard look in the mirror. And uh, it was, you know, an unbelievable thing because there was these exercises I had to do, like, like I also re- relate to it in one of my chapters about working out. When you stop working out, your muscles will atrophy. Like your vocal mm-hmm. cords are a muscle and they atrophied because they weren't used yep. for such a long period of time. So um, I had mm-hmm. to work them out again and do exercises. And once I found it, it wasn't permanent damage. I knew that if it was to be, it was up to me and that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. But I did. Yes. So then you made, you made this recovery, started going to rehab, you started to get your voice back, but in the book and and the title, it's finding your voice. So it's much more of a, you know, the imagery is, you know, to be able to speak, but let's talk about the actual voice that you're referencing. So very, very good uh, insight to that, that question, that comment. It's really about finding your voice from within, because although I lost it physically, the biggest loss was my metaphoric loss of my voice in that I wasn't speaking up in life. I was more concerned with people liking me than with me liking me. And, and I realized that in speaking up, the people that are supposed to be in your life will be, they're going to be your staunch supporters like you, Abby, you know, somebody that's in my life who I'm so grateful for. And the people that are not supposed to be in your life, they won't be, they're not supposed to be, they never were supposed to be. So for you to try to get them to like you for what, Mm -hmm. what are you trying to prove and who are you trying to prove anything to? You have Mm -hmm. no one to prove anything to. Mm -hmm. The only one you need to be there for is yourself. And when you're there for yourself, you can then be there for others. Like the saying goes, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes. How can you help anybody if you can't first be there to help yourself? I love that. And I really like the point that you're making about when you do start speaking up, certain people go away, certain you know uh, things in life or circumstances or opportunities go away, but it's in a good riddance kind of way. Because <laughs> when you start speaking up, people, it really starts to draw a line of why people are in your life or why they're not. So like what you will tolerate and what you won't, because finding your voice and speaking up is also right directly about setting boundaries, right? I'm not going to take that anymore. I, um, I don't do that anymore. I don't want to think that way anymore. I don't want to exist at that energetic level. And so as you rise up, it's very natural that people fall off. And I really want to point that out and speak to it because I see this in you and I see this in available to everybody is yes, you will lose things in people and places and that such, 
And what awaits you at a higher vibration is more like-minded and aligned people and opportunities that we get so scared of the loss and coupled with fearing the unknown Mm -hmm. that we convince ourselves that it's scary or dangerous or risky, but it's quite not. Tell us about how beneficial it has been for you to rise up. That is a great, great comment because very, very poignant because as I left corporate America and I was released quite frankly in 2017, I didn't know how that could have happened because I was actually doing quite well there. But I also knew I wasn't happy there anymore because things had changed so much. And as I started looking for more work, I figured I would just go back to what I had done. That wasn't meant to be because every time I started going back to retail, they weren't hiring me. I'm like, how is that possible? I did this for 25 years. I had done so well that people were like, well, why would you want to work here? You've already done this. this and, and then I started going to entrepreneurial things, you know, different um, summits and different speaking, you know, opportunities. And I was like, this is incredible that people that I've never met, this red carpet, these doors, not even windows, full on doors were opening up. <laughs> and you just said it best, like-minded people were entering my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are like mirror images of me. And they are heart-centered and they want to give, serve, and share. And talking about rising up, it was, it was unreal. It was incredible that I was meeting like this new tribe of people. And I keep thinking about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And I know most people out there are probably, it's a timeless film. And <laughs> it's like when it went from black and white to color at the very end. Oh. And I feel like that is what my life went it turned from black and white to color. I stepped into this beautiful, beautiful, vibrant color film that I am I am in and I am here to lead others on in their journey. And that it is, is such a great analogy. Keep going. Oh, that's that's what I'm I'm glad it resonates with you because it really I really feel that it, it entered my mind um I don't know, like a few months ago. I'm like, gosh, I feel like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and and it's so true because I keep meeting and finding these people that are so, so like-minded. And I was never around that before. And I didn't know there was a that. I didn't know yeah. there was something else when you only do this one kind of work for so long. And, and I am giving, serving, and sharing there, but it wasn't in the way I was meant to. Mm-hmm. And it's to serve on a bigger level and a much higher version of myself than I ever have. And that's the birth of this book. Mm-hmm. That's part of this journey. It's a big part of it. I, I'm grateful beyond words that it went to number one when we first launched it. In the process of launching it, people were checking the, you know, and, and they were like, Renee, my God, it, it, it's on Amazon and number one on, on the bestseller list. Like, oh my gosh, as we were launching, it was, it just, it's just incredible. And, and I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful um, that I was able to share it with my mom here and my dad in heaven, my best friend in heaven. And I was actually at her house when I watched it on a, on a Facebook oh. Live. And, and she was in the other room. And I said, Mom, hurry up. It's, it's number one on Amazon. She comes with her walker. And she, I'm like, come <laughs> on, Mom. And she, I show her the screen. And it was, you know, what a gift. Because the book, quite frankly, was a, was a surprise. I didn't tell anybody in my family about it. 
because I wanted to be yeah. something that I completely did on my own with with just me, just me writing mm-hmm. and and doing this completely on my own. And everybody was really surprised. And it was a, a great moment to be able to share with everybody that I that I had the book and then to launch it at my mom's house um, where my dad, you know, and she were married for so long. So uh, it was such a gift. And I'm happy to now share this gift of the book with the world because it keeps serving so many and I keep getting, I just had yeah. somebody send me a text right before we went on that she, she showed me a picture. She took a selfie of her holding the book. She goes, look what I just got. She said it came to her at the perfect mm-hmm. moment where she just released herself from a 15 year business in finding her voice. Yeah. And she got the book the day that she ended that part of her journey with her business. Mm-hmm. So she could start another part. Things happen as they're supposed to. We don't ever really understand it until until maybe after the fact that we, it comes into a clear, you know, clarity yeah. for us. I couldn't agree more. I um, I just finished uh, my next book. I wrote, was writing it, and just finished it on Tuesday. And you're you're right about the way that like things don't mess in life until they do, right? Please. And you were talking about you know trying to go back into retail doors just kept kind of slamming in your face and you know not not just like denial denial well i i have that you know i want to hand it over to the listeners too that we don't always listen to the whispers and invitations of God and the universe and our heart. We, you know, we insist that it must go a certain way or be a certain way. And we insist so much that we kind of beat our head against the wall. And I would love to hand that over to our listeners because if they can feel that they're doing that, they're really using force in their life. It's a chance to slow down. It's a chance to be quiet and listen instead of speak or know. And that it's okay to not know and discover because then when you did look at all that you've created. It, thank you so much, Abby. It's, it's so true. It's about finding and listening to the voice from within. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the inner voice that actually creates that fear, but then it's the outer voice that overcomes it. So when you can listen to your inner voice and, you know, kind of calm that uh-huh. fear. And, and listen to yeah. the real inner voice that's speaking to you, not your head voice, but your heart voice. Yes. That's the one to listen yes. to. Yes, amen. <laughs> yes, and you know what else with that, which I think, I think that people, more people these days are understanding the voice. And then there's also the ear, the inner ear, because we have our outer ears and we can hear outer things, but there is that inner ear the same way there's the inner eye, right? And so like being able to intentionally shift from outward, whether we are listening outward, speaking outward, seeing outward, and then just like, I love what you said. Also, I'm a big fan of mirror work. We're right in the middle of a mirror work meditation series and getting in front of the mirror about yourself and your life is just so important. And so, yeah, thank you for sparking that conversation. So what would you love to leave our listeners with, um, you know, a piece of advice if they maybe they're still in that the door slamming stage and they're kind of pushing really hard, but they, and they haven't slowed down or stopped yet. What's, what sort of advice would you love to give them? Well, I don't know who said this quote, but I know it's something that has resonated with me and you actually just sparked that in me. 
what you resist persists. Amen. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) And and that really, really is something that will keep happening when you put up that wall of resistance and it keeps persisting. It's time to, you know, put your hands up and say, just, just let it go and, and find out what your real voice is saying. What is it that you're resisting so hard and, and listen to it and get through it, work through it. And if you need help, I'm here. I do coaching all the time. I'm happy to help anybody that, that may be looking for that person in their life to speak with and to get that out. We all need somebody. Coaches have coaches. I've had multiple coaches and, mm-hmm. and everybody, all of my friends have coaches. I know Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, they've all had coaches and they continue of to have course. coaching. The top leaders have coaches because you always want to be learning. And I, I also write that in my book. I will always be a student of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage others to be that too. We are, you know, our greatness comes from the greatness of others that we can make into our own life. Our greatness is always within, mm-hmm. but we can, we can hone in on it when people in our life can bring it out because you don't always see the picture when you're inside the frame, right? Totally. So, so when you have totally. people in your life that can see that more clearly than you can, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, beautiful. And so if someone were want to want to work with you, because you're right, coaches have coaches. I have a coach. I have a spiritual leader. I have a guru. I, you know, we all, it's, and it's so important because I love what, I like that. Um, you can't see the picture from the frame. Like that is so spot on. I can't see the forest from the trees. And so um, what capacity do you support leaders in? So whether they're, you know, an entrepreneur, they're a business leader, or even, you know, a mom that's trying to juggle everything and she kind of loses her own voice, right? Because she's running around with, you know, doing so many different things at one time. I encourage them to reach out. I mean, I I do offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation because I want you to make sure that I'm the right person for you. And I don't want you to sign up and go, oh, you know, I want you to make sure it's right and that, that we both make sure it's the right fit. So I absolutely encourage you to you know reach out your listeners to reach out to me and I'll leave you with my information, um, yeah. Abby. And we'll have that in the show notes available too. So for yes, sure, perfect. Um, and let me know. I mean, please reach out and and the book. I'll give you the link to the book as well, so you can yep. leave that with your. And it your can link. be found on Amazon. Yes. Yes. So the book is actually it's yeah again it's finding your voice is the title. The subtitle is Unlock Your Chains and Unleash Your Greatness because I all believe we have a greatness within and it's um, you know, sparking it and pulling it out. And I, I really um, encourage people to get it. Yes, to your point, it is on Amazon. It's uh, available on an ebook as well as a, the paperback. I encourage your listeners to get the paperback. It's only $9.99. And the reason I made it like that, my mom and I actually came up with the price at the same exact moment we both said it um, is because it's more important to me to get it to the masses and there are some exercises after the chapters to write your answers down on in the ebook you can't write your answers down so i believe in the power of the pen i mean we make lists we make our to-do lists we write down our goals the power of the pen is so powerful because it's in writing and it will help mm-hmm. really transform you. And that's why I do transformational coaching. 
because I believe we all have that that gift within us and sometimes you do need that person to help bring it out and to see what you don't see that's already in you so it's amazon it's on a barnes and noble website as well it's also up and goodreads mm -hmm. and it is registered in the library of congress as well Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for, you know, guiding us through that process because it's, it's such a day and age where we're living in a fast paced world and anyone can be halted at any time and it will really rock your world if you're not willing to lean in. And so just really thank you for being a voice of guidance, a voice of reassurance that, you know, in, in a time where life gets slowed down and stopped unexpectedly, it, there's so much beauty that can come from it. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Abby. And everybody out there, never give up. You deserve mm. to have the life that you were born here to live. Yes, yes. And thank you, hearts. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you found your voice today. I hope that you go and unleash your heart on the world. So thank you for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.